Hello, hello. This is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we typically invite guests from all over the world to come onto the podcast and get coached live and in person. Today, we have a special episode. I have invited my daughter, Fernie Collier, to come back again to interview me, or rather present a case and discuss it. We reverse the roles, and in this case, she's the one who's leading the process. Fernie, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. I'm always happy to be back. Um, Amazing. I, what, do you, what do you have for me today? <laughs> I, I was just going to ask you if you're ready for your case. Um, I'm ready. Great. Let's get started then. Okay, so this time our case is about a guy named Mo. So Mo. Yeah. So Mo is uh he is the manager of a bank. He is doing really well in life in his mid-40s, has three young daughters and a beautiful wife. A few years ago, his father passed away, um, and his mother started to get closer to him and his wife and his kids. And she has honestly just been such a great role model for his daughters. She babysits, she takes care of them. And they've really, really developed such a close relationship. And he honestly could not be happier about that. And so um, with time, he's developed such a good, she has developed such a good relationship with them. And as time passed, you know, her husband passed away, she decides she's ready to get back on the dating scene. And Mo couldn't be more support supportive. So he makes her a um, a dating app, uh, sets her up with a dating account, um, you know, does all the things, helps her out. And, you know, she's 65, but she looks great for her age. She looks at least 50, you know, uh, super good, really healthy. And so she gets on that app. She goes on dates, tries it out, doesn't like anybody. Nobody is good enough for Mo's mother. Okay, so no one's good enough. Eventually, there's this um, retreat, the singles retreat in Las Vegas. And Mo says, you should go. You know, worst, come, worst that happens is you had a good time. You come back with some stories. So she's like, okay, I'll go. She heads out and doesn't call him for the entire week. A few weeks go by. She calls him a little, little updates here and there, but nothing really, just texts. And so finally, three weeks later, you know, she's okay, okay. She calls him up and says, Mo, you won't believe it. And he's like, what? Like, I haven't heard from you in so long. Tell me what's going on. She says, I'm married. And he says, what? She goes, I got married. He's like, what? She goes, I, I know you're going to love the guy. You have a lot in common. And so he's like, that's crazy. And she's like, and I'm going to move in with him. And he's like, what? And so, you know, the she's moving in with him. That's a few hours away from Mo. And he's like, that's a lot to handle. So she comes back with her new husband and um, they're going to meet Mo for the first time. She comes back, has to pack all of her things. And so they go, they meet at this restaurant and, you know, he sees his mother super happy to see her. And she leans over and talks to this, this young guy who, I don't know, he seems a bit lost. He's wearing flip-flops at this nice restaurant. It's a bit weird. She, she whispers something to him. She's like, oh, Mo thinks, oh, nice. She's helping somebody. So he goes and says hi to his mother. And he, he says, where's your new husband? And she points to the guy beside him, to beside her. And he's like, that's your husband? I thought this was just some guy you were helping, you know, uh, find his way. Anyway, so the, Mo, the more Mo gets to know him, the more he dislikes him. First of all, he's Mo's age. He's in his 40s. He's unemployed. 
And the worst part is, the very worst part is that this man, this new husband of his 65-year-old mother, insists on calling his children Mo's step-siblings. Excuse me, we're the same age. My, your children are not my step-siblings. So Mo's annoyed, upset, and just rattled that his mother would get married to such a guy. And so Mo doesn't know what to do. He goes home, complains to his wife, whatever, but he insists on having a relationship with his mother. So his mother goes and lives with this guy and Mo will call him and he's always on the phone, always on speaker. And Mo's just frustrated. He feels like he's losing this relationship with his mother. Like he can't get close to her anymore. He can't have this connection that as he did before because she's spending so much time with him and because he's just always there. He makes unnecessary comments and Mo just doesn't enjoy talking to his mother as much anymore. And so finally Christmas rolls around and she's always there for Christmas, helping the girls get ready for the Christmas pageant. And he calls her and says, mom, when are you coming? And she says, I'm not. And he goes, what? He, she's like, yeah, my husband is taking me on a trip this, this Christmas and I'm so excited to go. And that's it. That's the last straw for Mo. He doesn't know what to do. He feels like he completely lost his mother and that you know, this, this stupid young guy who is unemployed and essentially useless is taking his mother away from him and his children. And he's, he's mad and upset and he doesn't know what to do. Okay. So we're coaching Mo. Yes. Mo. Yes. Okay. So, um, the first thing I would do is kind of go back and say, you know, tell me a little bit about your experience after your father died you know, tell me about your mom. How did she react? How did she respond to this experience? And what was it like for you? What were you concerned about for your mom? What were you worried about? What, what did you want more than anything for your mom? Right? What did you want for your mom? What were you afraid of for your mom? So go have him go back to that experience and share some of the fears, the worries, the desires, the goals, um, and relive some of the aftermath of his father's passing. And my guess is that what I would find out from Mo is that what he really, really wants for his mother is for her to be super happy. Of course. For her to be alive and vibrant and engaged and independent and having a great time, living a good life. And so, you know, I would help him really get clear about what he wants for his mother. And there's a distinction between what he wants for his mother and what he thinks his mother should have. Tell me more about that distinction. So in his mind, his mother should have a relationship with someone who's probably closer to, who, to her age, someone who's established, someone who's stable, someone who doesn't wear flip-flops at a restaurant, someone who's more decent. He has an idea, a vision of what's right for his mother. And so there are a lot of different ways that we would approach this coaching. First and foremost, we see that Mo is using his mother and her choices as his reason for being super upset. He's looking at what she's doing and looking at that as a loss, as a source of frustration, as, um, as an assessment of his mother where he believes she's making poor decisions 
and that she's lost it probably by engaging with this guy. But he feels like he lost that relationship with her because of him. So what he did was he lost the relationship with her because of the resistance he has to her choices, the lack of acceptance he has to her choices. Right? Because so whenever he gets on the phone and he hears the husband, the new husband in the background, what happens for him? He cringes. Definitely. And that cringe factor causes him to experience a disconnection, not from his mother, but from himself. How so? Well, when you have a belief that things should be this way, one way, but things are actually another way, that way, then what happens is you have a feeling of cognitive dissonance. You have a feeling of dis-ease. You have a feeling of a lack of settlement. And that's what he feels right now with his mother. And that has nothing to do with his mother because the mother's perfectly happy. She's living her life. She's having the time of her life. She's, you know, probably uh, experiencing some things at her age that she didn't experience at a younger age. She's having a great time. But Mo feels like things aren't right. And it's that feeling or that thought for for example, that causes the feeling of being unhappy, that causes the feeling of dis-ease. And what we want to do is we want to say, hey, Mo, first of all, the way you feel comes from the way you think. It doesn't come from your mother's actions. Your mother could be standing on her head all day long doing yoga. That wouldn't bother you. Or maybe it might. <laughs> but it's what you think she should be doing or shouldn't be doing that causes you that feeling of dis-ease. But she, he feels like she's abandoning him and his, his kids. Like they used to have such a good relationship and now they don't. She doesn't spend time with them anymore. She's gone. She's living somewhere else. She's going on vacation. She's not even around for Christmas. Yes. Is she entitled to do that? Is that a terrible, horrible, awful thing? When my kids grow up and they move out, they don't spend Christmas with me either right? Not that I celebrate Christmas, but you get the idea. When my kids grow up and they move out, they go and they live their lives. And so I have two choices. I can feel bad for myself. I can feel sad for myself, or I can stand on the sidelines and cheer them on for living an extraordinary life, for living the life that they're choosing. Even though a lot of times the life they choose is not necessarily the life I would choose. Even though sometimes the life they would choose is not the life that I think they should choose. Is that targeted? It feels targeted. It's not targeted. <laughs> I have a lot of kids, right? And sometimes they're in relationships with people that I don't think are ideal. So what do I do when they're in relationships that are not ideal? What I do keep do? my doors wide open for them to come back anytime they want. I remove the judgment I have for their decisions. And I continuously ask them questions to make sure that they are happy, that they are in this relationship with eyes wide open. But I am in their corner no matter what. And that's what I would recommend to Mo. It's not that different. Interesting. Would you flip it on him and ask him what he would do for his kids instead? Well, as opposed I, to I, I, I might flip it on him and ask him what he would do for his kids. But also he might have a point of view that says, well, if my kid ever went dated, you know, somebody in a pride, stop it. I'd, you know, prevent that from happening. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point, we would have a discussion about whose life are you living? Whose life are you in charge of? And right now, if you're in charge of your life, and that's all that you have control over is you, what you're doing is you're using everybody else's decisions to feel unhappy, upset, mm-hmm. and disturbed. And we would say, stop doing that. That's not serving your mother. It's not serving your children. It's not serving anybody. And you're probably coming home going, oh, poor us. Grandma isn't coming home. Instead of saying, look at grandma. Look at her go. She's living her life. She's living her best life. Interesting. And so going forward, how would you recommend that he has a relationship with her? Uh, I would recommend... I would recommend that he figure out how to accept her husband and have a relationship with both of them. And I would also recommend that he speak to his mother and say, Hey, I'd love to spend time with you. Do you want to go out for lunch with me? You and me one-on-one let's go. And it's okay to ask for that. Yeah. Okay. So if you were to give Mo one last piece of advice, like one summarized piece of advice, what would it be? Well, I would, I would give him more than one piece of advice. Piece of advice number one is, what are you using as your reason for being unhappy? And right now, what he's using as his reason for being unhappy is a judgment about what his mother should be doing, what she shouldn't be doing. And I would say to him, that's not a good reason to be unhappy. Uh, that's number one. And I would really have him own, take back the relationship between his thoughts and his emotional state. Right. So right now he has no control. He just feels upset, frustrated. I want to, I would have him take it back. Number two is I would say to him, Hey, you know, if you want to have a relationship with your mother, you want to have a relationship with your mother, regardless of the decision she makes. And if she's making a bad decision, if you're right, that she's making a bad decision, you want to be the safe place that she comes back to without feeling any shame. You want to have your doors open. You want to Make her feel loved no matter what she does, no matter what happens. Even if this guy is the worst person in the world, you want to be in her corner regardless of the choices she makes. And so what I would have him do is just relax, calm down about this. Interesting. I like that. What would you do? That's a good question. I guess I'd come to you for advice. (laughs) you probably would and I hope that I would be there for you for that as well that old in my life (laughs) I'm sure you will be and if not I'll come back to watch the podcast perfect (laughs) uh Bernie thanks so much for being on the podcast for throwing me such good cases I love them they're not easy and I by the way for those of you who are listening I never know what she's going to give me All the storylines that you are hearing are brand new. You are hearing them at the same time as I am hearing them. So it's incredible. Uh, Thank you for throwing them at me. I love them. Uh, I hope that you got something from this podcast. Again, for those of you who are listening, if you have a case that you want to share with us, please send them my way. If you want to be a guest on the podcast and share a challenge, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you want to discuss, but maybe not so much on the podcast, please reach out to me as well. Again, my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. In the meantime, if you're listening, please like, please share, please do all the things, write a review. And uh, we're so, so happy that you are tuning in. Until we speak again, in the meantime, have a great day. 